three, two, one. All right. Yes, sir. I think, I think we're live. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. I see the audio yeah, waves. So, we're lit. <laughs> yeah, we're lit. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. Lit. we're lit. All right. So I'm sitting here today. Um, for those of you who haven't tuned in before, my name is Nick. Uh, otherwise known as Nick's Cast. I run a photography Instagram here at UConn. Um, and I'm sitting here today with a kid who I haven't shot with before. Um, he's been elusive. Uh, Nick Rose. You'd like to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you. Thank you, man. Um, my name is Nick Rose. I'm 20 years old. I'm currently a junior at University of Connecticut as well, uh, majoring in digital media and design. Uh, my main thing, though, is I am an artist. I'm a producer. Uh, I've been making music pretty much here since I was 12, 13, and it's been pretty cool. So, it's so I mean, uh, we do have the video, and we're in Nick Rose's basement right now. Yes. So you've been making music here since you were 12 yeah. years old. Yes. Um, there are, many, as we saw, like many of the stupid tchotchkes and things around here, like many of the things are still here from seven or eight years ago that have like been here like obviously things have changed like there used yeah. to be a tv right here and the table used to be right there by that outlet but like yeah it really started here it technically started in the room to the left of where you came in at the front door where my mother was like the oh, room with the nice wooden floor that used to be like the the home computer room so like oh, i'd started out with me recording like right next to the living room like on the home computer and then i eventually got it down here in the room yeah, or whatever. yeah. yeah right exactly <laughs> yeah for the first like two or three years there was absolutely no privacy it was just whatever it was my parents at 8 p.m prime time like they just heard me doing takes a shit yeah 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 we're definitely not saying that <laughs> But dude, it's been a it's been a while since uh since I've seen you. I, yes. mean, I was talking it's about been, it. Yes. I was talking about it on uh, the podcast with Danny. Yes, much much love. I appreciate you sharing that. Like you definitely didn't have to, and I appreciate you sharing that. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, bro. I mean, it really comes down like obviously like I know like whenever we link up like it was just gonna happen. You feel me? Like I don't. I don't, I can't stress time and shit anymore, and that's why, like, I don't even fret, like, I'm, like, I trust you so much with your skill and shit, like, it doesn't even matter, you know what I'm saying, mm. that, that was, that was what I got from it, so I appreciate you sharing that shit, cause yeah. that, was, that was dope as fuck. Yeah, dude, and, uh, yeah, actually, we're gonna take a little bit of a break really quick. Three, two, one. Ba-bam. We're back, baby. Boom. <laughs> yeah, so, we were just talking a little bit about your, your album that you made, um, with nightmare on it yes nightmares popping off i i was thank you i looked at it today on spotify and i was like I'd, holy shit that's almost at like 200k yes, right i would i think it's in the 190 something range i would i think dude, that's crazy <laughs> think, yes. that's, thank that's you awesome. thank you yes. that's awesome dude um yeah man dream sequence was life-changing that whole period of quarantine into the summer of getting my life together and making music that was definitely super important for me on like a mental level um and just getting my head right you know because i've been making music for a while and it definitely i had to go about it a different way and especially i felt like everybody in the whole world was under like a whole different pressure um so just like being locked inside i was forced to answer a lot of those questions for myself yeah so i think it hopefully it reflected in the music that was the goal yeah that dude. was the goal yeah, I remember, uh, like, the day it came out, I think a, a couple of my boys from home came up, and I was like, 
yeah, like, let's listen to the album, like, see how it is. And, like, a couple of them were fucking with it, you know, like, which is, like, it's cool, like, you know, yeah, dude, of course, like, I don't know, like, I think it's dope, and, like, I think what you're doing is dope. Um, but, like, you got, like, any, any steps ahead, like, any plans? Yes, I have a lot of plans, <laughs> to be honest, and I don't, yeah. And, yeah, um, well, it's not really a secret, um, I am definitely working on the next album, like, right now, I'm, like, in the midst of it, mm-hmm. you definitely caught me at, like, God's perfect timing, like, um, it's called Ceiling Theory, um, the goal is to get it out by the end of this year, cause, I mean, I literally started it technically january 1st of this year oh word so it's um, like a new year project yes like thing. um yeah it dead like i dead ass it started okay i'll, I'll tell i'll tell a little bit of a story it started yeah, started bit. started new year's eve okay technically it started with life before then but new year's eve going into 2021 it's me and the boys we consider don't trip me andrew tyler ty davis and dylan who goes by pack so that's like my three best friends since middle school obviously oh, really? I, i've known you know tyler since preschool dylan was you know he lives right up the street you know we've been hanging out since first grade or whatever it's so, like these are like my boys since yeah, like forever just... and like these are like my three best friends that i've really stuck by with like through all of the bullshit all of the teenage whatever you know mm. through high school graduating through these past like they've always been there um so like a year or so ago i said like I want you guys to be like my team around me, you know, for mm. whatever. Like if we're making videos, if you know Tyler raps now, Dylan is making music and he's writing more. You know, they all want to be more involved in the process. And I was really like the spark. I just told them like we need to be, we're, we'll be better as a collective, as a unit. You know, if yeah. we start working together on shit. Because you know I've worked with other people. You know, shout out like Will Cronkite. Shout out you know everybody that I've worked with in the past. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. And like I want, and I'm keeping everybody of those people like in the network, in the team, like working on different things at different points. You know, no one's really like out of the picture that I've worked with. You know what I'm saying? Because like it's all love. And I and I want to keep building that homegrown network of everyone that we just know around here. Like mm-hmm. I want everybody, yeah. more people to be taking pictures, more people to get in the room. Yeah, but, that like hometown pride. Yeah, vibe. exactly, exactly. And and even more so with this album, like I'm having you know friends from high school. Shout out Jake Kilburn and Brian Buckley. Like people like been best friends for me since middle school. You know who I've known play instruments, right? Like mm. like. Brian goes crazy on the guitar. Like, Jake, I played in jazz band. Like, he played saxophone. You know, I've, I've been playing trumpet and trombone. And, like, on this oh. album, like, it's really, like, a little band. Like, that's, like, the goal of it. It's, like, well, I'm really, I'm producing a majority of, I'm producing really every beat. You know, there's nothing that we're buying or getting from another producer. Like, we're making everything here. We're playing out all the chords, all the bass lines. I'm playing stuff and trying to figure out you know getting the right people in the room to play the instruments like Damn, i'm i'm dude. done buying youtube beats i'm done with like that whole thing like we have the ability within ourselves to like make all the shit that yeah, we want yeah you guys to. have that creativity right. exactly and so i mean dude like now's more than a time than ever you know what i mean you're right. locked inside exactly and, i mean dude the vaccine's coming out but, like, yeah and that and that's what that's what i'm that's what i fucking meant to say i got off a whole tangent Jesus. <laughs> on on new year's eve bro we were down in here and I don't know what's legal or not to say, but we uh, flirted with a girl named Lucy. She's very psychedelic. And on that journey that we took uh, on New Year's Eve, I had a lot of recollections. I had had similar experiences to that before, but this one particular night where 
I'm tripping sack with my friends down here. <laughs> I'm just realizing like how much time I don't have to get shit done. You feel me? Like yeah. I had, I had like obviously it was an amazing experience, and there's so many things I could talk about it. But like the real takeaway from it was like I only have so much time left on the planet to like really be about like action and like make the impact that I want to make. So like right. now I feel like every day starting literally January 1st, 2021, I've woken up with like a whole different purpose for making music. Dude, that's so awesome. That's, yeah. that's, that's gotta feel really incredible to just have, yes. you know, wake up and every single day and feel like you have a purpose. Like that's gotta be fucking yes. incredible, and, you know? Yeah. And obviously like it, and part of, and also with that, it's made me be grateful for all the littler things or the more mundane things or the simpler things in life that I didn't necessarily I didn't necessarily practice gratefulness or gratitude for before on a regular basis like this whole past month or two like I feel like I've been you know way more open with my family and friends my parents you know what I'm saying like mm. I'm I'm way I feel way more responsible with my half of these relationships i feel like i wake up every day i'm exercising pretty much on a daily basis at this point which is something i've dude that's awesome. i don't thank you and that's something i like i you know what i'm saying i would not have done that before yeah, like, yeah. something you tell you it's something that everybody tells themselves like yeah like i want to wake up go to the gym or i want to wake up and do you know a bunch of push-ups or whatever and it really came down to like i just got to start doing it you know whether or not of course i feel good you know there's I always you know I gotta check myself I gotta talk with myself I gotta listen to myself but I started just waking up and remembering what the fuck I'm here for even if it's music but it's also family the people we care about like the good things that we can do outside of my aspirations or going to school or whatever it is like there's yeah it there's so me, much you can do right, there's so much we can do there's so much we can do and it's I don't know. Does that ever like get overwhelming for you? A hundred like, all the time, all the time. Yeah. That's 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 and that's the. I think that's why I make music. It's because I'm very overwhelmed with all those questions of like, what can I do? What can't I do? You know mm. what? What do I have time to still do? You know that's that's. I feel like that's a lot, that's a lot of what certain songs on like Dream Sequence explored. You know songs like Deep Fake Nightmare, Grateful, things like that, where it's mm. just they're very existential and introspective and just asking myself like why the fuck are you even here you know what i'm saying like are you as real as you say you are like it, i'm always going through that shit. i'm always feeling imposter syndrome and it's like challenging myself to just be better than i was yesterday that's really what it and that's that's all personal growth is exactly you know I mean? right like, exactly you just have to challenge yourself every day and you know like there, there's a great quote i don't remember who said it but like if you're not uncomfortable every day like you're not mm. growing yes exactly that's that, that's what i'm saying like i i've definitely been blessed to to grow up with the family and the the foundations that i have and i've had a house where they're most of my childhood i've i've had the pleasure of being comfortable you know everyone has uncomfortable things they go through and family fucked up whatever but yeah, you know cool. saying i've been comfortable these last three four five years you know i've experienced a decent amount of uncomfort and music has been really the way that i deal with it and now i'm at a place where i feel like I'm also just dealing with it as a human on a daily basis. Like, I'm attacking it. I'm exercising. I'm eating better. Like, I'm writing lists. I'm making sure that I have those conversations. I remind people I love them. Like, it's all of that. Like, it's all that whole package. Now I feel, like, so much Yeah, so much better, more complete, freer. Probably. Yes. Dude, yeah. that's incredible. And isn't it, like, that's the thing that I find with art, dude, is it's so easy to express yourself in a certain way mm. like for me like yeah like you know same type of shit like 
I was pretty comfortable for most of my life and like in the past you know three four years things got like a little tougher right you know and it's all about how you deal with that and like for me like right now I'm just working on like trying to get in that good mindset yeah facts you know what I mean and like get build that, that foundation yeah right. exactly build the foundation to like have a good you know understanding of who I am what I want to do mm. and like art has given me a way to express myself like I know I got a camera and I just started taking pictures facts. of people and shit and that's the like, thing is you like know, you know, you, like you, you know that's what I'm saying like you know you have the eye for it it's like and that's how you express it it's like yeah, and that's and that's the thing is like you know, like I I, I obviously tell you in a non patronizing bullshit way, like obviously you're a great photographer, but it's more or less the fact that you know you're a great photographer because you wouldn't post shit if you didn't believe in the way that you were capturing things the way that you were. So like, facts, it literally yeah, just comes down to you know like, how to express yourself best. Yeah, and you know it comes down to like, I'm putting those pictures out there because I like them. Right. And you that's ex- all you need to do it for. Yeah, it's the that's, only that's, reason. Yeah, like, that's the only reason you really need to do it. And, you know, if, I'm sure you feel the same way about music. Right. You know, like, yeah, people might hate on you or whatever, but right. it's it's not about that. It's about the people who, like, you know, make it out and, you know, support you and stuff like right, that. Like, right, right. It's, it's, it's more, it is genuinely about doing it for us. And there's obviously there's always this sense of like, you know, if you're putting it out there, you're doing it for some sense of external validation or whatever. And then there's always people who are going to hate on it. But at the same time, it's like not only are you doing it for yourself, like there's actually the chance that whatever your piece of art is, whether it's a song, whether it's uh, a picture a, a, a trippy ass gif a, a funny meme or whatever yeah. like whatever your piece is like whatever your expression is like whatever your creation is like it has the chance to like resonate with one human or a million like it has yeah. the chance to save someone's fucking life in a period yeah. or in a moment where you don't even think about it so it's like i don't even think twice about you know should i be releasing music anymore like yeah everyone has those like doubts or whatever but like yeah, at this point it's like I know how many other people are invested in what's going yeah. on right now. And that gives me also the sense of purpose. Like we've built a community in what we want to do. Yeah. And I believe in everyone else's dreams that believes in me. And that's the, that's the full circle. Beautiful shit about Dude, it. And I think, I think the beautiful thing about the Yukon music scene, and I mean, you could mm. probably, um, Oh yeah. Attribute to this a little bit more, mm. but I find that it's like really supportive. Like you guys all kind of mm. support each other. Like, you know, like, you supporting JR Specs or you supporting like Sutz who um I actually had no idea until LeBron showed me. Word. Word. Yeah, no. Wait, did I say LeBron. LeBron. I called you LeBron. <laughs> no, yeah, thanks. I literally shout out JR, shout out Sutz, shout out Trey Breezy, shout out that whole team. Season seven, like everybody. Um I mean, child Danny Aro, Nato Bello, royalty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the whole thing, like it's 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 all love, and I think that is really what that is what makes us like strong. And I think that we, yeah, <laughs> I think we personally have the ability as a community, as a college community, to stand out because like we do show love to each other. It's yeah, different. it's, it's different. not it's not like you guys are really like competing with each other. Yeah, or, like you know, trying to grab everyone's attention, you know what I mean? Right, it's like, right. It's everyone trying to be like, yeah, like... If anything, I think it's healthy competition because I think, like, we all make 
dope music in very different ways. So like, yeah. if anything, like we do, like we can learn from each other at the least. Like, I know for a fact, like you know what I'm saying, like the group chat that Danny's talking about. You know what I'm saying, like we sharing music back and forth. Like, well, we've been sharing like different Busta Rhyme songs. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying, like that's what like like it's really like I think having those different perspectives and like testing each other's history and like what you grew up with compared to what I grew up with like that's important because ultimately like we all grew up in you know very similar close towns or areas like we all have that same vibe like we all know what Connecticut New England Yukon is but like there's there's individuality and everything that we have to offer each other yeah who who did you start on like when like because like I'm guessing you started listening to rap or um that's that's a good question the the introduction to rap music um so my introduction to rap i feel like was around probably like nine or ten years old like on that home computer up in that room next to the front door so the same computer yeah. different computer now uh that computer is now up in my dad's office like just sitting on like a desk we can still like get into it but like it's like off to the side, like it's like we don't use it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just it's just hard drives. You gotta you gotta plug it in. Right, yeah, right, right. It's just it's just uh, like just loaded up with photos. It's a dinosaur, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, yeah, um, probably like around like nine or ten years old. Like my brothers probably got like their first iPod. You know mm-hmm. when they were when my oldest brother was probably like seventh eighth grade in middle school. So. Okay. So around that time, you know, it was, you know, it was, Eminem was just coming back. It was Kanye, 808s and Heartbreak time. Drake was just getting popular. Jay-Z put out Carter Three. You know, like it was that 2008, 2009-ish kind of time mm. where like, I think my, like my earliest exposure to rap was like on my home computer, like the biggest hits from like kanye and eminem and jay and wayne were like sitting right there in front of me because like my brothers listened to it but like i wasn't really into it um and you just like happened to click on a video right 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 and i no, i definitely remember like the first couple times i saw like like the eminem like we made you video or like the forever video like those were like Mm -hmm. super early examples of of rap that i saw but like it what i didn't really get into rap until middle school i started playing piano at the age of that at seven, like second grade going into third grade. Okay, so and you've then always I, been into right. Music. Yeah, piano started with second grade to like eighth grade, so I took it for like seven years or whatever, and then I played trumpet and trombone in school band, um, going into like middle school. So like I was into music in that way, and I listened to the radio, and I knew I liked music, but I didn't really find hip hop until we got to like middle school, and then I would say like seventh grade going into eighth grade that's when I caught, like, the early bugs for particularly artists, like, I don't even, like, listen to anymore, but, like, I, I listened to, like, a lot of Eminem. I listened to a lot of Logic at the time, like, early oh, on. Like, early like I caught the I caught the last Young Sinatra tape, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, like, that's, like, okay. like, I felt like a motherfucking rap pack, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. also got super into, into Mac um, and Kendrick, um, seventh, eighth grade-ish. So, like, those couple and you know i started like introducing myself to you know like wu-tang you know my older brother dan was getting really into you know dre and uh ice cube and nwa the whole west coast kind of thing mm. as that got more popular in high school and then in the middle of high school and straight out of compton came out and everyone listened to it um but i got really like introduced to it like the end of middle school and 12 13 like i just started 
freestyling at the lunch table with people because like that was a thing you know what i'm saying yeah and i just started like kind of putting myself in the ring and i've always been like a writer you know i always liked poems and short stories and stuff and when i caught the hip-hop bug i just realized like oh like there's a there's a way to do this you know what i'm saying yeah. I, I just listened to enough and i was like i have the capability to do it mm. so it started with like the simple lunch table freestyles and then it just they were like write some shit you know, put some shit on SoundCloud or Dat Piff or whatever. Yeah, how how like good are you at freestyling? Um, I mean, I, have I seen you freestyle? Before? You definitely not seen me freestyle. I would call myself I'm like a C or B tier level freestyle. Okay. You know, what I'm saying you prefer like, to like write down all your. Stuff. I definitely prefer to write. Like I've always preferred to write because I definitely like, I can freestyle in my head, right? And I can come up with a bunch of rhymes off the top of my head. I don't know if I could put it on a beat. If I'd like to in the way that I'd like to make it flow perfectly yeah so like you know if I'm if I'm buzzing or something and like when I'm with the boys like that's how we practice in high school like if, if we're sleeping over if we're on like an L ride or something like we would always just throw on beats like our favorite ones and then just like practice freestyling so like my boys might tell you like I'm nice with it I would call myself <laughs> I would call myself very average but like if I can get into the groove and just like let go and find the pocket then I'm fine yeah but it's definitely a decent way to find ideas, you know, if you like to experiment. And I love I love hearing people and, like, a lot of newer people who just say, like, yeah, I don't write, I freestyle. Like, I love that. Like, I think it's the coolest thing because it just means, like, you're literally, it's coming right out of your brain yeah. under the microphone. Well, Danny like, was telling me, like, his, like, right, creative process. Right. Which is, like, he'll, like, freestyle and comp it all together. Right. And I was like, damn, dude, like, that's... That's pretty impressive. Yeah. No, um I think I think Carrie Wolf does it a similar way too. Shout out Carrie. Um he did like he he freestyles most of his music and then like he'll kinda compile the best takes together. Um, you know, JR has said like, you know, he writes things and sometimes he'll freestyle too. I'm not really like a freestyler when it comes to making songs, but I I mean I think it's like the super slept on approach to capturing energy that you might not be able to capture if you're just thinking about like writing a song in a formulaic way mm. on a thing because i think like that's that's something like that's a trap that i can easily or criticism i can easily see my fault i can easily see myself falling into like a lot of my songs have a very classical like verse chorus whatever structure you mm. know i don't ever really think about like just making something and you know, just having it out there but yeah you ever thought about just like like similar to the rose mixes how you just like go in mm, yep. you ever thought about just doing a song about i think like, like the going the, in the, cl or... the closest that i've gotten to those is is like my freestyles that i'll drop on my birthdays like the teen nick freestyle or the or the or the 20 whatever freestyle oh, like right, i think yeah. that's the closest i get where it's just like a verse and it's just whatever comes out but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I haven't really, I don't really think about making music in that sense. I mostly approach music in the sense of, like, I make projects and albums. So, like, when I think about making a song, it's very, like, purposeful, either where it's as it is as a song or, like, where it fits into, like, an overall. Mm, like, it fits into piece. a project. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, so that's something I want to work on, obviously. It's like, I want to, I definitely need to put out more singles and just have more vibes for people to just have as part of the catalog yeah 100%. but i mean ultimately like stay stay true to yourself dude and like that's facts. That's facts. you know thank you if you're if you're enjoying like you know creating because like that's like a really like formulated way to do it mm. you know which is like pretty pretty sick like especially if like i don't know if you look at like early eminem albums for example right 
like they're all kind of like a cohesive type of like story right type of, you know what i'm talking about yes like, I, I i would honestly tell you like ceiling theory started with studying like the real classic rap albums and the albums that I thought were like the best, like my favorites, like the ones I consider classic. Like it started at the beginning of January with like me listening to those albums and then moving my way backwards in terms of influence and history. So it started with like, I listened back to To Pimp a Butterfly, Flower Boy, Lupe's The Cool, Eminem albums, The Black Album, like my favorite hip hop albums, like things that I felt mm. like were good. And then I asked myself like, who were their influences? And then it moved back, and it was like, okay, so like these people were listening to what Pharrell and Just Blaze were doing in the early 90s, 2000s, and then they were inspired by Rick Rubin, Teddy Riley, you know, like like all, all these other songwriters and producers, and I made my way back. So the project definitely has that, I think it has mostly still that classical, traditional kind of songwriting structure stories to a lot of these songs, because it really has just been me studying more older ass music dude that's dope yeah it's it i find it so interesting to listen to the kind of backstory that you have for the album mm. because like for example like i like not too many people know this and like i don't really like tell them any people about this but like nick's nick's cast right like the yes the whole like reason why i started that account was like i was going to take pictures of the people that are like were around me mm you know right, what I mean? Right, right. So like your, it's like, like your world. Yeah, so yeah, it's like right. Nick's cast, but like it's also a play on my name because like my name's Nick Castillo. Right, so. And my right. middle and my middle name's Suriano, so it starts with an S. Mm, so it's okay. Nicholas right. Suriano Castillo, so Nick right. Cast. It all works you know? Yeah, it all works perfectly. It all works out. Yeah, Full so circle. like it's kinda cool, like hear like ideas behind projects. Mm. You know? Yes. Like the the fact that you're, you know, being I don't know, proactive about it, and you have, like, this idea in your head. Yeah. I feel like it's so much easier to execute that Yeah, way. I mean, that's that's the proto-track list right there on the wall. It's also written on the notebook. Oh, yeah, I, th- I, I yeah. thought I saw that. Like, yeah. I saw, like, you were moving around, yeah. like, uh, like I thought it was, like, a numbered list. Yeah, but... oh, yeah. There's, obviously, honestly, like, if we could, could you pass me um that notebook under the, yeah, can you pass me that? And then can you also pass me, like, the big notebook under the headphones? I was going to say, that would be a funny-ass something. Less of those. Let's go. He's like Jamie. <laughs> Logan's podcast, dude. Um, but I was saying, like, so, like, this is... What's funny about this album is, like, I haven't made all the songs yet, but I already decided what the songs were going to be. Because I had a feeling of what the the story and the overall whatever was going to be, you know, after that first New Year's Eve night. Mm. Like, Ceiling Theory was a one-off joke that my friend Andrew made when, obviously, we're tripping. And he's standing, actually, right here under this lowered piece of ceiling. Mm. And he was standing right here while we're all just chilling, laughing, whatever. And he's standing right here under this lowered piece of ceiling, and he's like... I feel claustrophobic, and like we, we still, we, yeah, we just start laughing, and we're like, "Bro, just move, like just, just, just come over here." And he just literally walks over into this space with the higher ceiling, and he's like, "Ah, right, yes," and and he just goes ceiling theory, and we were laughing so hard, like we were laughing so hard, like at the fact, like, like it literally, like the physical space, like changed 
him so much at that moment. It Dude. was hilarious. But then it just it spiraled. And that's the thing. Like, the idea of him saying that just made us go, like... Well, like, what is ceiling? Right, right. Okay. There's something else to this. And, like, initially my mind jumped to the thought of, like, all right, well, like, humans kind of naturally... Like, yeah, we, we kind of fill in the spaces that we're given. You know what I'm saying? So, like... You know, whether it's a social situation or a literal physical space, like you're going to adapt to whatever you're in. You know what I'm saying? That was the kind of where I jumped to. And then he was like, nah, it's really like I just have more capability with this space. Like I was under here and I literally felt down bad. Like I didn't feel like I had anywhere to go. And I was like, but like, but deadass, bro, like we built the ceiling. Like, like humans built that ceiling you know what i'm saying like you could just put a fucking hole in it too you know what i'm saying like mm. it doesn't define you and he's like that's true and that's really where it just started to be like all right so the idea to me of ceiling theory essentially is like there's just no fucking limits like humans invented ceilings you know what i'm saying yeah. like we invented the word ceilings we learned how to build them and ultimately we're the ones who know how to destroy them like we literally create everything that we fucking talk about that's why i feel like the existential question that we've pondered and i've pondered my whole fucking teenage existence at this point is just kind of like i don't even bother thinking about it anymore because i just do things now like that's really what it comes down to like action is the difference between you know your thought and your dream you know what I'm yeah saying? Like it's, it's like manifesting your right dream. right yeah. manifesting actualizing whatever you want to say like ultimately like there are no limits so, like just do it and then think about getting there as you get there or when you get yeah, there. Yeah, and, like, you know, tr just try to be a better version, you know, of whatever right, you're doing. Exactly. Try to be a better version every single day. Exactly. Try to work on your craft, your, you know, whether it's your job, work on your right. craft, work on your... Whatever, you know, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Like, there's dead ass. Like, there really is no ceiling. Like, motherfuckers are going to try to sell you on, you know, this job has a, you know, low floor, high ceiling, or, you know, this opportunity only has so many paths to go after it. But really, it's like... Humans have so much more capability than you give them credit for on a daily basis. Like, oh, yeah. Like, we built pyramids, motherfucker. Like, shut <laughs> up. Like, don't tell me, like, you can't quit a job and then figure shit out. So like, you're, you're people are figuring me. shit out every day. That's the point. So you're telling me that you don't think, like, the aliens helped build? Oh, no, I definitely think they helped. No, that's that's a whole different story. Like, there's definitely, <laughs> definitely, some, there's definitely some cosmic assistance going on. I don't know to yeah, the extent. Yeah, dude, um... I like there is some crazy shit that has been going on like as mm. far as like aliens and the stuff news, like that yeah, like, yeah did, the... did you hear like the the israeli yes like ex-chief of like space operations yeah, he confirmed like, he's like we we know yeah like <laughs> they we know, know too. like yeah he's like they're not for like we're not ready yeah that, and that's i think like that's i mean i respect you know I'm not out here trying to get canceled. You know, Illuminati's going to have the little cane that just pulls me out the, <laughs> the curtain right after this. Like the time like, Yeah, the time yeah. Jerry. Like, um, like, I mean, I, I understand that. Like, I do think the average person probably doesn't have the understanding of just, like, if something just massive happened like that, like, how would we all handle it? I mean, we're going crazy right now over some nonsensical shit in yeah. just our own country. So... I mean, yeah, I think it would be, it would be tough. It would be a tough sell, you know, considering how much time we've also spent, you know, over a century making movies about what they look like and <laughs> spreading whatever it is about what we think it is. But really, like, they're, it's so unknown. It's very scary. It's also exciting. I, I definitely would dap them up.
smoke <laughs> a joint immediately. <laughs> we do come in peace, 100%. Oh, yeah, no. It's all love, dude. It's all love. It's all love, no matter how weird they look or anything. Exactly. It does not matter. It does, does not matter. matter. It does not matter. Um, so, what are, you, what are you majoring in at UConn? I major in digital media and design. Oh, okay. So, yeah. okay, okay. I concentrate in digital marketing slash business strategies. So, really what the focus is, is like my job coming out of this would probably be something along the lines of social media manager, social oh, media okay. analyst, like anything that I would do to be working at like an ad agency or working on someone's social media branding campaigns, things like that. Like that is Got you. what we're here for. And I ultimately like the... Everything that I do in school, I'm doing what I can to apply it to the music and the independent grind. So, like, that was the way I kind of found purpose in my major. Because initially I applied to UConn as a fucking a journalism, maybe, like, poli-sci major or something like that. And, like, I was mm. just so iffy on school at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Coming out of high school, like, I really felt like I've always known music was the thing. And I've always, at this point, like, I've just been so iffy about school. And I'm definitely getting better. Um but I switched majors once I realized like there is purpose in learning the things that I would learn here and to right. apply it to what I actually want to do. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, so you're kind of like going like the independent route. Like that would be the goal. That would be the goal. That would be the goal. Um, I'm not like opposed to the idea of someone giving me money, <laughs> but it would be cool to, build my own empire first and see how it goes you know flop or whatever you know what i'm saying like i think ultimately ownership has been really important for me in terms of, like the conversation i mean you know love to love to out of tune say curl everyone on that and um i worked with a collective like the first year or so that i was at yukon mm-hmm. um and i left and they've now built a very successful operation, you know, managing artists and producers and stuff. And ultimately what made that decision for me, you know, just decided was like, I don't know what the next tomorrow, a year or whatever is going to bring, but I definitely know, like, I do want to have ownership of what I've made. Cause I've been making these things since I was 12, 13 and like, and you take pride in it. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like I've I've been making it long enough to like I'm literally now just getting to the point where I like listening to my own music. <laughs> like I'm actually happy to listen to the songs and I'm happy when people like them. For a long time it was more like st- student practice, like proving to myself people that I could make music. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm at a point where I really like the process and I'm enjoying it. And now more more so than ever, it's important like you own what you do and like you're... I want to make sure that if if there is a song that you know if I die tomorrow and it and it just happens to get a millions of plays like damn right my my mom or whatever better be getting money off this show kid yeah, like they, yeah. she fucking better that's that's the whole point yeah it can't be the label making all the money right right shit, dude yeah that, I mean I don't know like do you have any plans like after college to like move out to L A or um like New York City like either of those that's spots. that's the vibe like that's what i've been saying like the real plan is sometime this summer i would like i'm planning tentatively on like taking a an initial trip to la you know just to like work for a week or two or whatever just you know work with the people that i know out there get something like started yeah like you got Fair some connects right. out there yeah 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 um shout out joe Murturi. um he's produces for 
Kevin George, he engineers now for for Gashi and I'm pretty sure Trippy and a bunch of other artists. Like, Damn. yeah, he's a, he's a guitarist from from Connecticut. He's he's been in bands past couple of years. Oh, he's yeah. just been producing for for like Connecticut R and B hip hop artists, recording people. Um, he produced the song "Follow with Me" from Dream Sequence. Um, oh, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's out in LA doing stuff. And there's some other people I know out and they do stuff. But I definitely like. I have a list of like the people I need to go see when I get out there and I would preferably like to figure out like a living situation or something going forward. Cause I know like right out of college, the goal is like set up a social media kind of gig, some kind of job. Cause right now I also work for res life too, as, oh, their, really? as their social media person right now. So I'm oh, trying to shit. get right. And I'm, and I'm applying for other internships, trying to just get some like experience, you know, with the whole social media management, graphic design kind of thing so that I have a grip, hopefully move out to, in LA or uh, in New York or wherever. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. And I mean, you could honestly do great for yourself. Like personally, my girlfriend, um, she manages social media accounts, yeah. bro. And she's right. getting like, um, like I won't disclose how much money she's getting, right. but, but like, you're, you're, she's you getting live like off good it. money. You, you can, you can build the career out of it. Yeah. 100%. She's doing, you like, can build two, a, life two accounts and like, she's making good money, dude, for like, you know, not, I mean, it's, it's work for sure. Right. But, like, right. It, it's work like any other job yeah, like any other yeah. job dude right. and like i'm personally interested in that stuff too mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i don't know i wish i could like go back and probably like change my major and shit but like it's probably too late now you know yeah but, but like you know it's, it's also something it's also one of those things and it's one of those fields where it's like yukon i w- i think like the dmd program has only existed for what maybe six or seven years not even a decade and the digital marketing business stuff has only existed for maybe like two or three so like there aren't really like degrees in social media marketing running up instagram numbers right now like that's still a craft like people can just learn on their own oh yeah i'm saying like people like ben thompson shout out ben thompson like the kid was a genius because he figured out how to run twitter decks and counts when he was in high school and here he is, you know, making big bucks doing social media marketing for labels and stuff like that. Like, it's really, it's one of those things you can literally just learn the trade, just learning it, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. You can just learn the trade just, like, doing it. And, I mean, Deron was telling me, like, um, he he has, like, a social media account with, like, you know. Yeah, what is it called? Are You Happy? It's called Are You Happy? It's on TikTok, right? And Instagram? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he has, like, his own account, and mm. he, like, runs all, like, the TikTok, you know, like, okay. he knows, like, all the okay. shit about TikTok, so. Okay. okay. Yeah, he's okay. a man to talk to, okay. for sure. He's a man oh, to talk shit. to, for sure. <laughs> yeah, dude, um, well, shit, I mean, you got, you got, like, any, you went through some struggles during Corona? Um... Definitely, I went through some struggles during Corona. Um, on yeah, on some, on some, on some real, on some real shit. Um, definitely, definitely flirted with with failing out of school. Um, was not something I'm proud of ultimately, but I was definitely mentally not in the best place. Um, winter going into you know quarantine. Yeah. Um, you know it was. It was a rough situation overall. I was very isolated. Going home, I felt even more isolated. I just kind of gave up on a lot of things. Um, and it got to that point of around, like, May, the turn of the summer, when I was ultimately just indulging in, like, daily, just, like, really reckless 
self-harmful behavior negative thoughts it was just constant and you know obviously being here in uh, isolation and doesn't help and the world was in a crazy ass place so like i can't blame myself for all of it but right but it took but it took things blowing up literally right in my face and Mm. you know like having that thing of like get my life together like what am i gonna do like am i gonna have to move out and find a job like can i still do shit you know can i figure this out um it was a lot of like just throwing my shit in perspective and then nightmare was the song that i made when i felt like i was like dead eyes at that low 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 moment and from there uh it just kind of kick-started the process of you know getting myself on track i took my took my ass to a therapist you know god bless um hell yeah yeah dude i fully believe in therapy no, i do too and i I, 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 I understand the the criticisms and i get the people who are opposed or they have their doubts of like you know why do i have to take myself to this person i don't know or these, they don't really understand me or whatever like i, I get i get all of those things because you know i've tried therapy multiple times like in high school and about shit and i just literally just said like fuck off like i don't believe it but i took my ass there with the intention of like i know i'm shit like i want to be better though yeah and like that was like entering with honesty was what let me come out of it with that clarity and like i just started putting the pieces together and treating myself better and i think ultimately my energy and the music and everything have just kind of aligned and been brighter for it yeah and i mean dude like it ultimately comes down to that you ever heard that joke like how does a therapist change a tire and it's like the tire has to want to change uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly though like literally exactly yeah so you know you got to want to change and you got to want to be you know just a better version of yourself exactly and you know yeah dude i took yeah same thing over quarantine i took my ass to a therapist and yeah dude changed my life for sure i'm saying it's like i recommend it to anybody who is going through something who's questioning the idea of going like literally just give a shot just do it oh yeah there's no you're not gonna lose anything you definitely only have things to gain for yourself you know that's 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 what it's for (laughs) that's why it exists yeah yeah it's yeah man yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. But what's your uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, this is a this is, this is gonna be. A long I saw you. I saw you watching the uh, the Biggie small. That was good documentary. I was actually surprised. Like shout out Puff. <laughs> that was actually a very well put together documentary. I knew like a decent amount of like the story. You know what I'm saying? Like you you read Wikipedia, you watch videos, you you know whatever. Like you understand the story of Biggie, but watching that story and like how like every day like taking it from the street to like getting promises of like this song is gonna blow up and like that constant like like for two or three years like they were playing with this man on like if he was actually gonna get signed if the song was actually gonna blow or whatever and he was going back and forth like between the street like having to sell crack you know pay for the kid whatever and it was really like this man was like that living definition of like imposter syndrome like everybody's telling me like i'm the next best thing like i'm gonna make it but he wasn't making it like he was literally doing whatever he had to do to survive and he was questioning like am i gonna die tomorrow on the street like am i gonna die to actually see the record pop off like that was what he spent like his whole fucking life thinking until he died 
and it's it's sad and at the same time it's like it's inspirational as fuck because like i see that in myself and like all the other people i know like believe in what they want to do so much that like they will then us like do it until they probably want to die like that was yeah that's the beauty of it and like he's inspired so many people um and what was that where is it i'm trying to think if it's it's not this notebook i was literally gonna say there's another um the yellow notebook did i throw it where i throw the yellow notebook it was a i was gonna pull it out earlier because i saw it earlier that box over there is just writing from middle school and high school holy that's like a bunch of lyrics and shit and there was like, uh, it's okay. We don't have to find it. But the yellow, <laughs> but the yellow notebook, I flipped it open. In like junior year, I wrote a list of like my top ten like rappers all time, for like a bunch of honorable mentions. And Big was at the top of the list. Like junior year, <laughs> like Big was my number one. He's not my number one anymore. But watching that last night, I, I was reminded like why I liked him so much when I initially like got into him in high school. Like yeah, like it's just it's. His music is like just the definition of yeah. real. Just, yeah. What do you yeah. think about the uh, the Travis Scott documentary? Look, Mama, I Can Fly is fire. So good. It's dude. so good. I mean, it's just it's well put together. I mean, like the editing, everything about it is just so him. Like it was just oh, like a yeah. perfect fit. Um, He's got a great team behind him. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like I just like I bless that man's whole situation like the fact that like his parents were like saving shit as a kid and they were like they like they just had like that feeling like he was a rock star it's like yeah like you just know like yeah. you just know you just know when you're a rock star right maybe. yeah it was yeah. um so yeah like favorite movie <sighs> i know it's a tough one dude. i struggle with it too um, but i got one that's like can you tell me your favorite movie forrest gump that's a good ass pick Dude, um, I, I love for it's my it's my like happy movie. So like yeah, if I'm ever like you, it's like a comfort movie. Yes, you know what I mean. No, it's definitely like, definitely like a very good videos. classic comfort movie. Like you can just put that on and just yeah, just zone out. You know, sleep. I'm dude. I'm the worst when it comes to. I don't know if this happens to you. Like, I swear to God, if we were chilling here mm. and like on that couch over there, you put me down there with a blanket. We put yes. on a movie with the lights off. Yeah, I'm out in 20 minutes, dude. <laughs> Like guaranteed, I I'm, guarantee. I'm sitting up and I'm in that shit. I'm like hunched over. Really? <laughs> I'm like VRing myself in the movie <laughs> like every single time. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just not a night owl like that, dude. I can't. Mm. I'm not like the type of person who really like stays up late. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have a tough time with sleeping in general. I'm definitely like a night owl, but my sleep schedule is so off. So like oh, it's just real? it's just very like whenever I go to sleep is when I go to sleep. <laughs> Especially, Whatever your body, like, kind of decides. Yeah, right. Because I, like, I mean, it's always been a thing. Like, definitely, you know, ADHD kid, crazy, wild. Like, my brain has a very hard time shutting off. And obviously, I like to capitalize on ideas a lot of the day. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, they don't really stop. And when I try to slow down by, like, watching a movie or YouTube or whatever, it's really not, like, slowing me down. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're just, really like, not. sitting there, like, yo, like, yeah. this camera shot. Yeah, shit. that's what I'm saying. Like, I just will try to put on a movie to relax, and then I'm just, like studying the craft yeah. five minutes and i'm like what the fuck am i doing i told myself i was gonna relax yeah um, dude i mean yeah i i definitely feel that i i get like really antsy like if you um like my like my roommate hates it because like i'll get up and i'll just like pace around the apartment yeah that's, you know? I, I spend bro i swear to god like people would think i'm crazy but i honestly could tell you like on a regular nick rose day 
I would say like 60 to 70% is me pacing. Really? Which is something like weird. Cause like, obviously like I do work and stuff like during the day I'm on class and stuff, but like when I'm just like awake, if I'm not like sitting down, like doing, if I'm not on zoom university, if I'm not on the toilet, if I'm not eating, if I'm not like making something or watching something, I'm probably pacing. I okay. pace all the time. Like it's like just the way I do it. Yeah, it's yeah. just like how you. I don't know. It gets right. like it just like gets the jitters out. You know. Right. Exactly. No. It's and it just like my mind. It's like the train of thought like kind of has just its loop of wherever it goes. So I just like, it can go wherever I want as long as I walk in whatever loop of the room I'm in. You know, so <laughs> it's like I just walk in that circle and just keep it going yeah dude one thing that i do a lot is like if i if i just have like a lot of thoughts like my mind mind's racing or something i'll pull out like i got a little ipad mini yes and i just yeah. like jot down some that's like, what i'm saying like I'll, 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 I'll like i'll i'll pace and then like i'll sit down and like i'll write lists or i'll write lyrics or i'll write like the ideas or whatever comes to my head and then i'll just fucking yeah keep just, pacing, yeah capitalize on exactly. it. yeah something like that yeah dude that's pretty wild. I mean, so, like, I've sat in on your creative process before, but, like, mm. so your kind of creative process, from my understanding, is, like, you kind of have an idea for a project that you want to do, and you kind of yeah. form the music around the project, or you kind of mm. make songs, and if it fits the type of vibe that you're going for with the project, you put it on. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think, particularly, I can speak... I could probably speak more for dream sequence and now because it's it's similar processes like okay i definitely had the ideas of what the songs were before i made the beats like i knew like what the intention of the song was going to be or what the theme of the song was going to be before i decided to even write something or make a beat like like a song like um like a song like like beware like I was, I was on mushrooms, <laughs> so with the homies, and I just like they, they were like, they were like, go make a beat, and I had this idea of the song I wanted to make for Dream Sequence, and I was just like, I just need like, some super upbeat, two step, something that I could bump in the whip with the homies, but it has like a like a orchestral horn. Macklemore chance the rapper old pop hit kind of like feel to it so like that's okay. literally what i just said like that's that's i sat down and then i i made the beat played around with the bass and shit and like that's just how it came out like i, I had the vibe of what i wanted the final picture to be and then it just took me sitting down playing with the beat for however long i did and then just putting whatever to it and that's that's how it usually works um most of the time i'll make the beat before i write lyrics um sometimes i'll write lyrics or like i'll catch like a a catchy phrase or something in my head or a four bar or whatever and i'll write it down to make sure i can use it at whatever point i can capitalize on that idea but most of the time it's like i have an overall picture of what the song will be then i make the beat or i try to find whatever instrumental sonic vibe style is ever gonna fit that and then it's like write the song like actually just put the, the words on it Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, weird. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Three, two, one. So, Nick Rose found this notebook, and we're going to go through his top 10 rappers of all time. What was this, junior year of high school? Junior year of high school. So, all I was right. 16. So, yeah. you got number one, you got Biggie. Yep. Number two, Jay Z. 
Number three, Tupac. Four, Dre. Five, Eminem. Six, Nas. Seven, Andre 3000. Eight, LL Cool J. Five, Dog. One, five, Drive Call Quest, yes. Oh, okay. And Kanye West. Yes. Okay, so... How does that list change now? So, immediately, like... I would say, like... LL, Fife, M, Dre are off it. Like, they're all off the list. Like, they're just, <laughs> like, respectfully, like, I love all of them for their respect to countries. Like, they're all off the list. I would say Andre's number one. Jay stays at number two. And those, honestly, those two could probably flip, I think. Depending on how you feel right. during the day. Because, like, for me, it's, like, they're, they're two... They're two, like, of the best of what hip-hop has had to offer, but in two very different respects. Like, Andre, I think, is, like... Andre 2000 is, like, hip-hop's greatest poet. Like, like lyrically-wise, like, he just has that alien way of expressing shit and just putting words together in a way, like, I wouldn't be able to write a verse ever as good as him. But Jay-Z is just, like, the epitome of, like, the the entire success story. Like, yeah, respect to everyone else, like, Puff Dre. Like, but when I think, like, Black Billionaire, like, I'm thinking Jay-Z. Like, this motherfucker took it from the Marcy Projects, like... To title, he's now the board member of Square. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so, like, for me, like, his catalog, like, his lyrics, like, everything behind him commercially, everything. Like, he freestyled a lot, right? Did he? The beauty about him is he freestyles, but, like, it's only because he didn't have, like, the time to write shit down. So he just started practicing, like, writing shit in his head super fast to the point where, like, I would argue, like, Jay Z does write, but, like, he has, like, my, he has, like, the, Eminem writing process, but he just does it all in his head, so he's able to do it in one take. Oh, okay, like, that's like, kind of crazy. Well, like he has, like he has the freestyling ability to like literally make a amazing song. He's got to be like a right. genius. Like, no, he's a genius. Like he's different. Yeah. Right. He's different. <laughs> <laughs> he's just different. a completely different beast. Yeah. Um. I, like the fucking. Um. I'm trying to think that fucking. Um. Uh, B, I'm doing a Rose mix too soon. The fucking, the, the PSA beat from uh, Black Album. That was the song that, like, they made, like, in the final hours, like, or before they submitted the album. Like, Just Blaze, like, had that. Like, he had, like, hours before oh, they were supposed yeah. to submit the album. So then Jay-Z, like, literally in one take, in, like, 15 minutes or something, he like, the, allow me to reintroduce myself. Like, he did that all, like, one take, just, like, off the top. That's crazy. And that's what I'm saying. Is like that's just like one example. Like, but that's how he does his music. Like, yeah. He just he knows what to say. Yeah, he knows what and, to and say. And home bars are dead ass. Like, the perfect Instagram captions. Like, they're Aristotle quotes. Like, they <laughs> apply to life in so many different ways. So yeah, you should get some like motivational like posters with. Uh, oh shit, my bad. Uh, with some like Jay Z quotes. Facts, or something. No facts. There, there's too many good quotables. Um. I'm trying to think about like the rest of the list. I honestly, I mean, we don't have to go through all. No, of no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying like from honorable mentions, definitely Kendrick is in the top ten, no doubt. Um, Lamar, baby, yes, dropping an album this year, right? We've to pray. Oh. Let's pray. He <laughs> like he liked Jack Harlow's tweet. <laughs> so let's let's hope. Let's hope. Um, See, Jack Harlow posted that uh, that video of him rapping when yeah. he was like twelve. That's what I'm something. saying. Like that was people were cr- going crazy because that was Kendrick popped back on Twitter. For the first time in like a year or something, and he liked that video of on Jack Harlow of him rapping. Like oh, that's like that's that that's Kendrick's most recent like on Twitter. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, shit. Like, like, people were just like, bro, Kendrick hasn't liked anything in however long, but, like, he got back on Twitter just to yeah. like this video. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> we're getting some food. Yeah, we're getting some food. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my gosh, dude. So you got a favorite, like, drink? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, I mean, water is essential. Everyone drink water. Um, as, right now. as far as like, so I'm not of age yet, so technically I can't legally speak on things, but if I had to pick my favorite non-alcoholic taste flavor of alcohol, um, it would probably be like Crown Royal or Ezra Banks, like bourbon, like sour mash. Oh really? You like, you kind of like bourbon? Yeah. I mean like I, I, I enjoy wine, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. wine's cool. Like going to Italy and having wine was dope. Oh, you know man, that, was, yeah. that was dope. Yeah, I went to uh, Montreal with yes. uh, with my girl. Yes. And, yeah, dude, like, no one carded us or anything. Like, they just... Right. Dude, it, it just felt so good to be be able to, like, sit down in a bar and just, like, no one card you. And, Facts. Oh, Facts. dude, like, it was... Yeah, I love Montreal, though. You ever been out to I've Canada? Not, or... I'm planning on going sometime soon. Let's go. Yes, I would I've definitely... I've talked with friends about either going to Montreal or Toronto. Like, it definitely is a... It's essential. Yeah, it's bro. Essential. Canada, Canada was sick. Yeah. Canada was sick, especially like once you're 21 and everything. Yeah, it'll be a good time. It's a go. It's me, and, a go. me and my boys want to do. Uh, we want to do Las Vegas. So like, we all turn 21, and then we have like one of our friends has like a really late birthday. Mm-hmm. He's got like a December birthday. Classic. Yeah. So w- like, we all want to go to Vegas once he turns yes. 21 for his 21st birthday. Just like That's save up vibe. some money and That's just like. Vibe. You know, gamble a little bit. <laughs> Vegas is on the list too, for sure. Yeah, you, have you ever been out west or anything? Like, have you no. ever been to California? Or... No, that's that's. Like, I need to get there. That's that's. I need to get out west. That made us destination. Oh, dude, I <laughs> I went out to um California with both my parents, mm. um junior year of high school. Mm. And dude, like it's just a different vibe yeah, out there. Yeah, it's just different. It's just different. different, bro. You drive, you can drive thirty minutes and be in like a hundred and ten degree heat, and then drive thirty minutes yeah. and be in like eighty degree heat. Right. It's, it's crazy, bro. And I was in San Francisco, like yeah. mid July, fifty five degrees. What? Yeah, <laughs> middle of July. I swear on my life. I swear on my life. Yeah. It was fifty five degrees outside. I was wearing like shorts and like. My I have this uh, like Patagonia, mm. um, from like when we won states uh, for swimming. Um, yeah, they gave us like. Our Wait, coach who'd you us. swim for? Uh, Brookfield. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Word. Because I swim in high school. I was just wondering. No, you swim in high school. Yeah. What'd you swim in high school? I only okay. So here's the thing. I wasn't good. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, was like, I wasn't. I think like. Um, junior year, I only would have been in states for like a fucking like a relay. For like the for like the two hundred relay, mm, for like two hundred free. Yeah, like that was the only thing I would have been there for. Um, but I was like I was I was freestyle and breaststroke, and I flirted. Oh, with, and I flirted with diving for. A what bit. was your What was your uh, best hundred breast time? Oh, uh, best hundred breast time was. Uh, what was it? I'm trying to think. Like, I remember it was specifically like it was three seconds off whatever would have qualified me for the state time. So I'm pretty sure like it was I'm pretty sure like the state qualifying time is like what? Like it was like twenty twenty one seconds or something. 
what like a minute and 21 seconds or yeah, yeah 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 so i'm thinking like i think it was like it was like it was like around like a minute 25 ish something like oh, okay that. word yeah. word it's so, like i wasn't like fast but yeah, I, was, I mean, I was getting there. Yeah, I, mean, I was. We, we at, had, I worked hard. <laughs> but I wasn't a good athlete like Dude, that. We had. I mean, we had like in 2012 in at Brookfield, we had like one of the best, probably Connecticut teams of all time mm. for when it comes to swimming. So our coach was like really intense and like shout out to Coach Reef. Doubt he's listening to this, but um, guy changed my life for sure. Mm. Just. Um, taught me so many lessons, but he was a great coach. And like every year, we would go to Florida. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, dude. I never oh caught a Florida God. trip, but yeah, we did like the Florida trip. I think it was every like three or four years or something like that. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so we we did it every year, and we would go down to um, fuck, what's the name? It's uh, it's like some private school in Orlando. And we would go, we would literally go there and like swim for at least three hours a day. Yeah. Bro. And like these sets, like. More crazy. Oh yeah. my God, bro. That's I remember stupid. doing, I remember doing like 10 200s on 315 or something oh like that. Oh my God, dude. Half freestyle, half breast. And like Ooh. that wasn't even like the worst one i had like oh my god bro. like a kid that on our team like one day our coach was like all right here you go this is your set for the entire day like this yeah, is your yeah, entire yeah. practice he, he goes he goes you're gonna do 10 400 ims on like i don't remember what the, i don't remember <laughs> what the time was but it was like bro it wasn't like an easy interval maybe it was like 7 30 or something like that but it wasn't like super reasonable of an interval, and this kid was just like, "You can't say anything, yeah, you dude." Can't, you can't say. That's the thing. Like, I respect to my coaches because I know why my teammates love me. Like, I never fucking gave a fuck, especially during practice. Like, I wasn't, <laughs> I was not making times. So, like, uh-huh. he was screaming like, "On the, on the zero, on the thirty, get there, get!" I'm like, "Fuck you, bro!" Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna stretch. <laughs> yeah. Like, get, I'm, oh, like, I'm not doing, a, I'm not doing a flip, bro. Like, I'm putting my leg up. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck, like. You wear a speedo or a jammer? Oh, I definitely wore a speedo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I wasn't confident enough for the jammer back. <laughs> no, like the speedo is like the little the little. Oh, the oh, the, the ja- oh, my bad, my bad. I'm thinking the other way around. Why am I, bro? No, I, I was not confident enough for a real speedo. Dude, so let me <laughs> tell you. So my my freshman year, I decided um, I wasn't gonna play a fall sport, and I was just gonna train for swimming. Mm. Because, like, me and my boy Liam were, like, the two, like, up-and-coming kids. Like, they needed a breaststroker and, like, whatever. Me and Liam were, like, the two, like, most promising kids, I guess. And, uh, like, not, like, any disrespect to Becker. Because Becker turned out faster than me. love you, Becker. We love you. (laughs) You were a cute-ass swimmer. Yeah, no. Becker's actually... (laughs) Becker's probably going to listen to this, I bet. So, Becker, if you're listening to this, send me a text. Um, But... Becker, uh, yeah, but like, regardless, um, where was I going with this? Uh, two promising young swimmers. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So (laughs) we, so I decided I was going to train with like, we had this team called like Makos. Um, (laughs) we had this team called Makos. Like we had like a YMCA right next to us. It was like the swim team, like you paid for and I, there was like a couple of like juniors at the time who were on the, 
um, swim team already, and they're like, dude, like, you got to go get a speedo because like mm. if you wear a jammer to practice, like, coach is gonna rip you a new one. Uh, and I'm like, oh man. And I'm like a freshman in high school, bro. I don't have any confidence, yeah, right, but like. Right. These older kids are trying are telling me to do it. I'm like, all right, like you know, I'll just listen to the, like the older kids. So I come in the next day in a speedo, like my first day showing up in a speedo, and dude, it's like, I don't know, maybe forty fifty degrees out. <laughs> oh my God, no. So I'm walking out there, bro, and I'm like, yo, like what like there's like steam coming off the pool it's so yeah cold out. it's yeah you know what i mean Goosebumps. and oh dude oh, it was no. the worst no, bro no 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 <laughs> that was the thing i hated probably I, one of the one of the least favorite things is just like it's always cold yeah so we yeah. had we had uh yeah, yeah the water is always cold yeah. but dude okay. we used to swim at um have you ever heard of like canterbury yep yep we used yeah. to swim at canterbury and dude for some reason their pool was always so goddamn cold. Yeah. Like, oh my god, bro! Like it would be like a like the meme of the thing. You like dip your toe in. You're yeah. Like, oh, like. I, no, I don't miss it. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't I, miss I, it I either. I love. I loved it, but because yeah. like I made some like really good friends right. through it and stuff like that. But dude, Great yeah, I don't miss it. Great friends builds character. Always good team vibes, but no, I don't miss. I don't miss cold ass pools. No. Definitely not. Dude, I used to hate getting wet. Like I used to hate meats and like yeah. getting wet and then getting out of the water and just being like Right. Like going back and forth between like a a, a damp ass towel <laughs> yeah. to, to having to compete. It's like nah bro. Yeah, nah. It's not the way, but you play any other sports in high school or just one? Yeah. Um I started out like I played soccer most of my life and I played up until sophomore year. Um I've had five concussions now so like yeah. holy shit really yeah, yeah fair amount of knocks to the head so sophomore year i got the fourth one and they were like stop doing sports you should probably wear a bubble <laughs> <laughs> so um after that i mean I, I was running track um and i i switched over to cross country junior year but i was i was i was a runner too um and really like freshman year i started pole vaulting Oh shit! So then, by senior year, like I was like the pole vaulter at at my school, which is funny because it's like no one did it, and I just was like, all right, yeah. dude, like I'll I'll fly whatever you, know, yeah. whatever you need me to do. How high? Like how high did you get up in the air? I like I was flirting with like thirteen and a half feet at the end of my senior year. Um, Holy shit! Yeah, I mean 13 like thirteen and a half feet yeah, in the it, air. Yeah, I mean so like it like that. I mean like it's it sounds tall because it is but at the same time it was like the kids who were winning like class m states you know they're they're going at least like 14 15 pushing 16 you know god to damn. get to get into like d1 college like you're probably having to go for at least like 17 18 and then you know world record olympic shit is like 20 21 22 feet in the yeah. air you know what i'm saying it's like i'm i'm really like halfway of what a professional would be trying to do but that's yeah. so impressive yeah, though i mean right. 13 fees no yeah know. i mean it was definitely i mean it's hard as fuck i had to practice it over and over again and mm. plenty of times i didn't get it <laughs> so. oh, <shit. laughs> dude um what else what else you ever um have you heard of woodbridge running company i've heard of it why do i why have i heard of it so they sell running shoes 
um, in Woodbury and in Brookfield. Yeah. So okay, I, I okay. worked for the one in Brookfield. Oh, okay. So, I, so okay. I know, like, a shit ton about, like, people's feet and, like, sneakers mm. and stuff like that. Okay. Like, oddly enough, like, okay, fair you know what I mean? Fair like, enough, I could watch you walk right now and I could tell you, like, you know, like, oh, you're, like, you know, whatever is going, like, too far right. in your heel or your ankle. I definitely, too I definitely have arches or whatever it is. Like, I don't have flat feet. Like it's... Yeah, you got you got some arch in there. Yeah. You got some arch or in there. I ha- or, sure. I ha- or I have... I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah, but like it's like it's so crazy how much like goes into because like dude, a yeah. good pair of sneakers really does make the difference. No, it does. It does. It's you bad. know, I knew that like going into um, junior year, I got surgery on my knee during cross country because um, like I just got these crazy ass pains. So they did um, not uh, what kind of surgery did they do? I can't remember. They were gonna. I think it was meniscus surgery. They didn't end up like. They just took out a bunch of cartilage, really. But oh shit! Um, so does your knee still like bother you? Yeah, like sometimes like I'll get pains if I work out. Like I'll just like feel it like swell up or like I'll get like that joint like specific mm. pain like right where it was. But like it's still it's fine. It's better than it was definitely then because like it was like I didn't even want to run anymore when it yeah. was bad. So then I got surgery on it. You um, still run? Yeah. Um. Not as much in like the past couple months. I was running a little bit. You know fall going into the winter and i've been mm. doing most of my exercise in the house um because it's just been cold yeah uh, it's been mad cold yeah, dude it's but, been mad cold. how uh, beautiful was yesterday though beautiful yesterday was crazy vibes looking outside i was like bro <laughs> <laughs> i was like bro it's like it's almost here dude like i can't wait for the yeah. summer again dude like have you um i don't know if you've seen them but i like took pictures of the stars over the summer mm. and shit and, like, dude, I can't wait to, like, no, go I back know. out and do shit like that. Cause like Stars were busting this weekend, last weekend, to be honest. Oh, Saturday dude. night, they were, they were like, after, like, it rained most of Saturday, but, like, Saturday night, like, the stars were out. Like, it was, it was busting. Dude, yeah. I love, I love, like, looking at the stars. I'll show you the pictures, like, in a second, but. Big fan. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be right back. <clears throat> All right, and we're back with Nick motherfucking Rose. Yes, sir. No, no public office aspirations. No public <laughs> office true. aspirations. We were just talking about that. But I mean, like, what's the what's the dream in the end? Like, what's the end goal? Um, it's a good question. End goal? Um, I would like to die a good human. That's probably first. Like, I would like to be remembered not as someone you would write in the history book was probably a piece of shit. That would, that would be oh, a good yeah. start. Um, <laughs> it's more specifically, I mean, I definitely would like to expound as much upon music and that legacy as much as I can, whether it be my own music, whether it be producing, writing, helping other people figure it out, like, whatever, wherever it takes me, like, I just know, like, music is it. Making music is it. For sure. Um, so, definitely, I, I mean, I see that going as far as it can take me as I will take it. Um... I would imagine, I don't know. I don't. I definitely don't think I'm. Well, probably, I probably won't be in Connecticut. I mean, I would like to. Yeah. I would like. I mean, respectfully, I would like to do things in Connecticut, and like, obviously, I have a lot of love coming from here. So, like, I recognize the changes that should be made to make this a better place. But I acknowledge that's probably not the place I'm going to end up. Um, yeah, I I definitely get that. I don't yeah. want to. I don't know. Connecticut taxes are high. Yeah, you know. that's 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 definitely a big part of it. <laughs> like, yeah, like respectfully, like I and like my my political views don't necessarily even like line up. But like like I'm I would much rather live in a place like Florida or Texas where it's fucking 
I mean, whatever you say about the people, bro, like, taxes are low. Very easy to conduct business, do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Like, I'm much more open to that kind of living situation or just going somewhere where it's a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sometimes Connecticut can... It can have a little bit of a depressing vibe too, yeah, especially during the very, winter. That's what I'm saying. It's very depressing. Like it's yeah, the the change of seasons, and especially because just it's getting more extreme. You don't even know. Um, like people who live here, you know, are working super stressful jobs. You know, even if you're rich or you're poor or whatever in between. Like it's a lot of yeah. just work, work, work up here. Yeah, it is. It's a lot it of is. That. I think that's that. Yeah, I think that's New England. Yeah, you know, in that's general. What I'm saying. It's like like everybody kind of looks at you know places like new york or boston is like those hubs for that extra whatever nightlife community whatever spice yeah that brings the culture but really like our culture is just suburbs apartments cities whatever work 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 like that's that's what it is just a lot of grass and a lot of people (laughs) yeah that's because i gotta hold it bro Live, live team, live teamwork. Live. Honestly, I don't, yeah, hold up. Honestly, I don't mind holding. Alright. Three, two, one. And we're live on that. Alright. And we're back. So. God damn, I'm running out of questions. <laughs> Dude, I, I didn't see the back of this Yeti either yes. with the rose on Shout it. Shout out Jacqueline. Yes. So why 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 the name Nick Rose? <sighs> good, uh, another good question. That also has like kind of a dumb answer because it's really simple. Um, when I was formerly Tyler Farms as the name, you know, respectfully, no one pull up on me. It's the street that you're on right now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's in the middle of nowhere, so no one cares. Um, but I made that project Rosewood. And at the time, I was just, like, really into, like, Japanese movies and getting into, like, anime and just looking at, like, different kinds of art and things. Oh, weird. What, right? what kind of anime? Did you watch Naruto? I watched that as a kid. Like, I definitely watched, like, Naruto DBZ shit, like, as, like, a kid. Like, catching mm. Saturday morning stuff. Um, and, like, I... Getting back into it, like, my brother showed me, like, One Piece. I was like, that's hard as fuck. Yeah, One Piece uh, is cool. Yeah. Like, and, like, uh, like, like my, like, Will has been into anime forever. So, like, he introduced me to things, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I started, you know, I watched myself, like, Cowboy Bebop, like, Evangelion. Like, I, I caught up on mm. things, like, I, I should have been caught up on. Um, you big fan of, like, cartoons and stuff I'm, like that? Uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of animation in general. I feel like, like... Before I started making music, like, in that eighth grade period, mm-hmm. from, like, fifth grade-ish to eighth grade-ish, I told my parents that my career was going to be writing or making movies or working in movies. So I did, like, a lot of YouTube videos and things like that really early yeah. on, too, but, like, I don't really tell people that. Yeah, Because yeah. it's just, like, it's not what it is, but that's, like, it's part of it. Like, I definitely, like, I've always loved movies cartoons as a kid like i'm not really big into tv shows i appreciate good tv shows ones that do really good well serialized narratives but like i'm a huge fan of movies like just sitting down being in an experience telling a story and i'm a huge fan of cartoons animation whether it's 2d 3d stop motion whatever it is awesome yeah that's awesome yeah i mean um i mean i don't want to get like too too personal or anything but um like how like uh supportive are your parents of like 
oh, everything yeah. that you do. Um, my parents are definitely very supportive. Like they're OD supportive. I mean, I I will I have my you know son complaints like my perspective of you know giving coming some slack or whatever. But, yeah, but, for like, sure. They've they've always they've always understood that. I'm just doing what was best for me at the time to, like, figure out for me. So, like, I, I don't think, like, you know, if you ask them, like, they're not fans of hip-hop. You know, so yeah, like, but they have that trust they, in you. Right. They're not, like, they're not listening to rap, and, like, they've made it very vocal. My mother's made it vocal plenty of times. Like, like this music is not for me. Like, what a lot of these artists, like, stereotypically, what people think it stands for, like, it, do, it doesn't resonate with her. But mm-hmm. she understands, like, it's my way of going about it. Like, yeah, so your way just, of expressing it. Right. So they've they've always given me that space and like obviously there's space for them to like certain songs I do like I can play my mom nightmare because it sounds more like a a song from when she was a kid than yeah something like from now so right then like you know a stereotypical rap song right that's what I'm saying like I I've 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 made it a point to like it's not like I it's my music so like I do like with certain songs like I'll just be like in her face like you don't get it like it's not for you like. Yeah. Stress, but at the same time, like there are certain songs like Nightmare or like uh like newer ones on the ground like Afterglow, where like it's kind of very purposeful. Like I want everybody to be able to listen to it. Mm. Yeah, like we don't. You want your parents to be. I want I I want my parents to be able to say like that he made the song. I want to be able to play this song for your grandmother and be like, I hope you can dance along to it. Like that's yeah. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's all about like. You know, the family and yeah, shit. Yeah, no, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, music's for everyone, you know? I Obviously, I have my narrow perspective of just me and where I come from, but these songs can... Any song can really be played anywhere. So yeah. So it's like, I, I've thought about making songs that can... You know, that aren't just rap or art, whatever. You know, R&B, right, exactly. you know, like... Yeah, dude. That's, that's pretty dope. Like, I don't know. Would you... Would you call yourself a rapper, particularly... Uh-huh. More of like a hip hop artist. Yeah, that, that's I. That's what I come down to more, cause like I think like every other motherfucker will stress how they put it in their bio or like what you mm. say or what you tell people. Like I don't tell people like I'm a rapper. I definitely told people I was a rapper first off, like beginning of like high school, high school, like that time. Like yeah, when I was Tyler Farms, like I was telling people like I'm a rapper. Like yeah, I got a SoundCloud, bro. Like I was, but I was taking pride <laughs> in it, and I was taking pride in it, and like now I've gotten to the point where like. Yes, I, I, I am a rapper. Like, I, I don't not have pride in it, but I'm definitely, I would consider myself more of an artist just because I think yeah, my I think... ability with music, just rapper, wouldn't do it all justice. Yeah, like, kind of for, right. you know, for um, irony purposes. Right. It's literally wrapped right, up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude. But. <sighs> How how much I see like do you have you like have you ever skated in your life? Yeah. I I I flirted with skating when I was like ten, eleven years old. Me and Heard. Dylan pack up the street. Like we had like we were into, you know, bikes, BMX, playing all the video game shit. You know, we had Word. we had skateboards for a time, you know. Um, didn't really like get into it. Just in like quarantine, I got a skateboard, you know, just to start like riding. Oh around. shit, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally, just in quarantine, I I got myself a skateboard and I started like watching videos and getting back into stuff again. For sure. So like, so, like I, I mean, literally, like I'll tell you guys, like I'm not shit. Like I can't do tricks. Like, <laughs> don't look at me for montages. But like I, throughout the summer, going into the fall, like skating became like a, 
a daily every couple day thing where like yeah, dude, i either just go listen to music while i do it or like it's just like good cardio like it's just like i like skating around up my street downtown like yeah i used yeah. to i used to go hit the skate park up by yukon mm. not the not the one in i can't remember if it's willimantic or wellington yeah, there's one in Willie. Yeah. Yeah, not the one in Wellington, the one um just near EO Smith. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. I, I would go me and like my roommate would go there like every couple days. Me and um you know Matt Chambers by yep. any chance? Yep. Yeah, shout me out and Matt. Matt yeah, shout out <laughs> Matt Chambers. Um who else came? Shout out Owen Casey, shout, shout out Shout out Owen Casey. You know Owen Casey? He was in um what was it? Was it freshman year psych? I think that was what it was. Yeah. He was in your freshman year psych class? We sat together first day class. Next to each other first day class. I think he told me this yeah, story. I sat next to him first day class and then like randomly like I saw him in TBT house and I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> this You're like, yo. <laughs> like obviously small world. But, like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah wouldn't you guys like sit next to each other like most of the class? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's dope. Dude, that's what I miss about like in-person so classes. Saying, and I just like, motherfucker, like he was just, he was dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was a cool he was, kid. Fly as hell. Like just obviously listen to good music you know it's very clear yeah dude i want to have him on the podcast actually um just because like i don't know i i i'm obviously like pretty close with him and he lives like literally right across the street from me right right. you know like i can walk to his crib in like two minutes gotta make it happen yeah but yeah dude um i gotta get you behind the camera yeah i've been i've been wanting i want to get you like in a suit and tie yes like yeah, a suit and no, tie, I think that would be like super too. hard. Definitely got. It. I honestly like that's that's definitely more the look going forward. To be honest, to be honest, there yeah, will be, there will be, there will be more formal wear. Oh yeah, overall, yeah. As sure. just wearing the pajama pants. Yeah, as I'm wearing, <laughs> as I'm wearing literally flannels. <laughs> like there's no matching at all to what's going on. Nah, but I fuck with the outfit, dude. Thank you. I fuck with the outfit. I mean, I'm, for the record, one, it's because I don't give a fuck. Two, I am red green colorblind, so like I've are you never, actually? I've never worried about matching clothes because I just can't. It doesn't matter. Damn, dude. <laughs> I Damn. mean, I know like here's like here's I'll clear up the the conceptions. I see all colors, like I see all of them. I know what every color is. Like I learned it the same way you did. The difference is is with deuteranopia or like red green colorblindness or whatever you want to call it. It's like I just see specifically like it's it's very light dependent as well i can see different hues like just differently than you would so like you look at like a blue right there yeah for whatever it is like it might just be like a very light blue or like it might be darker to me so i think it's purple like that's just what it is you know what i'm saying like, oh okay so, like i just i failed my driver's test the first time because, because you're color- i saw a green arrow in a circle on the on the on the light at the intersection and i went it was a red arrow it wasn't like the three thing it was just a one i oh. saw an arrow for left and it was red by the time that i saw it but it was green to me so i just went Ooh. feel me so like yeah i have those wherever they are over there i have like i have i have, I have colorblind shades that like they correct look like, everything yeah they look like sepia vision or like a filter for everyone else but like they makes me like correct shit yeah interesting yeah that's pretty crazy dude yeah. i mean has a, I mean other than like you know your driver's test is that ever like kind of like ended um, up fucking you um it, i mean it's kind of like just like one of those like funny joke things like it started like in fifth grade like I was just coloring shit wrong, so, like, motherfuckers were making fun of me. <laughs> so, like, that's how I realized it was a thing. Like, I was just, like, genuinely, like, it, I couldn't read crayons. So, like, it was mm. just, like, I was seeing the wrong colors. Um, 
and like and, eh, it doesn't really like fuck with me yeah um, yeah but it just it just reminds me that like i am kind of seeing everything a little bit differently than i'm probably supposed to be seeing it which isn't bad either yeah it's just the way i see it and like you know i'm saying I, I pick up a blue marker and you know nine times out of ten blue is blue but you know in a way like life is always kind of like trippy in a way too because like i'm yeah. always kind of seeing the shit i'm not supposed to be seeing it as so it's you know that's pretty crazy yeah. bro i can't imagine i can't imagine what it's like I mean, Everyone looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> you all look exactly how you're supposed to. <laughs> oh, man. Um, shit, let me grab something real quick. Um, <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> I promise you, like, I'm fucked up. <laughs> like, everyone else is bad. I was actually going to tell you, I do fuck, like, I looked at your Instagram, I fuck with your style. Thank you, It's bro. different. I, I think th- the oh, colorblindness... I don't have it. That's the thing, bro, is, like, my mom was frying my ass when you guys pulled up. She's like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have style. Like, I did ask, like, I just wear... But we, we I expected, I expected that fit. No, that's beautiful. People, Thank you. People Thank accepted you. you as that. Now. I, 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 I pray to God. So, <laughs> Thank you. So, obviously, we're, we're both students at UConn, right? So, why, yeah. why did you choose UConn? I chose UConn because, well, um, from a cynical perspective, it was probably the only place I was going to end up because my parents always wanted a kid to go there. They were both graduates from there. That's where they met. Um, oh, for real? Yeah, wow, same with my girlfriend's parents. Yes, yep. Parents I met at UConn. Um, and, like, f- based on where we've been at, you know, with whatever, like, I wasn't planning on going to, like, a super nice private university, nor did I have, like, aspirations of a career where I was looking at, like, some crazy plan or something. Yeah. So, like, I was really looking at, like central you know like the state schools like i looked at the, my second my second option was university in new hampshire i liked the vibe i had played there for jazz bands and you know they had everything like the same kind of deal it was a, mm. it's a good campus it's super pretty up in new hampshire you know yeah just you get the vibe. snow yeah right. it's, a it's nice vibe. man it's a good, it would have been a whole different experience like it would have been cool but ultimately like it was really just more out of like necessity and convenience like UConn mm. just like the option like it's just where I go and I'm honestly just thankful like that like my 17 year old had asked that was like super cynical about going to college in the first place especially UConn because like for like this small ass town like it's somewhere like probably like anywhere between like 10 and 20 people every year go to UConn or something like that you know, yeah like, same like, kind of same right, right, like, what was like, your graduating class 2018 no, 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 but, like, uh, how many kids? Oh, 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 my class. Fuck, I'm so dumb. Uh, <laughs> you're good, you're my good. class was, was, it's, like, the smallest that it's been in a while, but it's for, like, it was, like, 150 kids, I think. Oh, yeah. shit, wow. So, yeah, Brookfield was, like, I think I graduated, like, 225. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, I grew up with most of these kids, and, like, there's, I can name, like, the, the 10 or something, 15-something kids from my class that either go to UConn or, like, they're at Hartford or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some branch. Right, and, like, and it's always, like, I mean, there was always that talk of just, like, you're not really escaping, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I always, like, had, like, I was, you know, I was done with the, the small-town bullshit. And really what it comes down to is just, like, minding your fucking business, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> so, many, so many people at UConn just, like, mind their business. Right, that's what I'm saying, like, and I was, I was worried because people were chirping, like, you know, everyone goes to UConn, you know, like, it's whatever. And, like, I, I didn't really think about it like that because I wasn't even really worried about school, school. Yeah. To and begin with, I was just going to keep doing music in my thing. Yeah, know? I mean, did you know, like, that you kind of had a music scene before you came here? No. I knew that I, honestly, like, 
freshman year, like first semester, like I came in doing marching band. Like that was, oh, like, that was that, like I didn't have really a plan of what I was going to do. You know, I just applied in whatever I got in and I didn't have like an extracurricular, like I attached myself to or something I felt like I had, but I like just like in May or June or whatever, like right before, like I just decided like I was, I'm going to apply for the marching band because everyone gets in, you know, if you want to play, like you're going to get in. But I realized, you know, very quickly that that first season, my last season, like it was just like marching band wasn't my thing. Like I love playing the trombone. I love band. I love that whole vibe. But I realized very quickly that it wasn't my scene. Yeah. And then at the same time that fall, that was when I was joining Out of Tune as a collective. And I started, like, making these crazy rides and, and, and train things to go down to New Haven, like, twice, three times a week to, like, record shit. So oh, shit. I eventually, like, like November came around. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing marching bands. Like, it's just not happening because I was just so into music. And mm-hmm. I was discovering that there was a scene at UConn and, like, you know, people like Ado fellow and, and jr like they were people that were just getting on my radar mm. at the time so yeah yeah dude that's yeah. dope um who would you say like uh like i don't i don't, I don't want to say like competition because i don't really think like like we said before it's like an, yeah, no, no, facts, like no. it's not I, a, it's a, we can explore territory though because you know what i'm saying it's hypothetical it's love yeah i mean we all love each other yeah like i mean who do you say like you know your biggest competition is and like you know, people that you would want to collaborate with, possibly, or... Um, like, honestly, off the top of my head, like... I get really, like... I think the people, like, I, like, I'm genuinely, like, scared of, like, if they wake up one day mad, you feel me? Like, like, don't sleep on JR Specs. <laughs> like, respectfully... <laughs> And, and and I'll say royalty too. Um, like those two, um, in particular, like I just I know the kind of music they grew up on. I've heard enough of their stories and they've revealed enough of themselves to me to for me to understand like they want it just as bad, if not more than I do. Like they're on the exact same level of love for the craft, love yeah. for the history of it, love for experimenting, love for themselves, you know what I'm saying? Like so yeah, nah. Yeah, I think I think a lot of you guys have like that like confidence too about like when it comes to music. Yeah. You know, that's like yeah. one thing that I've noticed that's common among like when I was shooting for a lot of uh um Yukon artists, like I shot with JR, I shot with Danny, mm. um I've shot for Aiden and Bellity, obviously. Okay. Um Yeah, dude, I just noticed that like everyone's kinda got that confidence about their own music and I think that's like no really facts. huge. No, I, 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 it's like I, I, I named those two because like they're to me the more traditional kind of artists, lyricists in a sense. For like I kind of think about them and like they, they listen to the same kind of rap that I know I like. Like they, like their music has their own style, but you can tell like they study classic rappers and like they mm. have that ambition to them. But like you know, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you like you know what I'm saying like like Bello can definitely rap, Ado can definitely rap, like fucking. Trey Breezy can rap like a more patet, crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's like all these kids. Yeah, dude, I want to get a more patet on the on the podcast. He's insane. Yeah, I think I shot. I think I shot with him too, actually. Aiden Patterson, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 dude. I shot. I shot with Aiden. Uh, he was he was a cool kid. 
He's he, he dripped out too when uh when we see. <laughs> that kid has style, man. Like yeah, like, he's got oh, an interesting fuck style. What we're talking about like five minutes ago, like that kid, like literally makes me look like a five year old. Like that kid has ripped. Um, and we have a, we have a record coming out. In oh, for real? Couple weeks, yeah. I'm featured on a, a song. Oh, word. Yeah. Word. Are you excited about that? Yes. It's called Milk. He's he's. I think he's teased it a little bit. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah I think I've seen that on his Instagram. Dope song. Dope song. He's got. I'm excited for whatever this project is going to be from him. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but um, this is supposed to be a single, I think. Yeah, and I think it's huge that you guys are, like, supporting each other. Yes. You know? Yes. And it's not like, you know, it's 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 no one has that mentality at UConn where it's like, fuck, you pay me. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. Like It's, it's really just not. like everyone's like, yo, like, let's collaborate. Let's, you know, because, like, everyone has, like, their own people that they know. And, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like, at the end of the day, together. like, I really feel like the, the strength in working together is we all acknowledge, like, we've all been doing this shit by ourselves in our own ways for however long you've been doing it for. So, like, at the end of the day, like, yes, on some rush DIY shit, like, you fuck everyone else. Like, you can't do it all yourself. But it is better when you can just put the ego aside and just say, like... Yeah, bring everyone up together. Right. Just, you know? just make some dope shit. Like, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you just gotta make some dope shit and, you know, carry on. Dude, I, I can't wait for this food, though. In facts, bro. We're about to we're about to spaz. <laughs> spaz on these sandwiches. Oh my god. Oh my god. So we got the. Are you a big fan of French dip? That's like um, that's like what like beef. Yeah. And like it's, it's like, like comes it's like, with like a beef, little soup, right? Yeah, it's beef and like it has like the au jus gravy in it or whatever, like mm. the, like the the onion gravy kind of shit in the sandwich, like slather in it, and then I think they throw like like cheese and onions and other shit like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. God guys. damn, dude. God damn. God damn. Um, burger, little burger cheesesteak action. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hold up. We'll be right back. Three, two, one. Yeah. So, how do you feel about Star Wars? How do I feel about Star Wars currently? No, no, no. How do I currently? Feel? Like, oh, it's 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 as a series, like. In, in its whole it's one of it, I mean it's it's childhood to me like it's one of my favorite you watched it as a kid but yeah I, I grew up on the original trilogy and the prequels um and I think like literally like in high school like what was it they came out what our freshman sophomore year The Force Awakens episode 7 I think yeah dude I got yeah. a funny I got a funny story about mm. um I think it was Force Awakens so like me and, me and my buddies right we just um, we were all like, kind of into Star Wars, so we were like, yo, like, let's just go get um, tickets for like the mo- night it comes out. We go, and like the only time we can get is like 11.30. Okay, okay. So we're like, damn, dude, like, fuck. Actually, no, this might have been, this was like senior year, so it might have been... Might have been Last Jedi? Yeah, it might have been, yeah, it yeah. was The Last Jedi, for Last sure. Jedi. It was Last Jedi, for sure. So it was senior year, and we ended up having like no practice that night for swimming. I was like, let's go. Facts. So... I go and like rip this kid, um, this yeah, like one of this kid's pens, right? Mm. And this is like no tolerance. So like, dude, I get like, <laughs> you know, so I, Zonked. yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I go and I, uh, <laughs> and I we go into McDonald's and I get a Big Mac, ten yes. McNuggets and a large fry. Classic, classic. Dude, I get like halfway through the fries, eat the Big Mac and. 
probably like halfway through the Nuggets, and I'm like, yo, like to my boy, I'm like, yo, like I need to go lay down. <laughs> so, so I go out. I go out to his car. Right, we're eating inside the McDonald's. Go yeah. out to his car, and I just like lay down in his car. My eyes closed. He drives us all the way to the movie theaters. I'm still laying down. Dude, we get we get to the movie theater. We're like an hour early, right? So, they go into Best Buy. I'm still laying in this kid's car. They come and get me before the movie. So I get up. I hop up out of the out of the car, like an hour later right from like laying down and dude i'm like walking i take about like three steps just start booting all over the parking lot got it like all over my shoes and shit went into the movie fell right asleep woke up woke up at the exact point i swear to god the exact point that kylo ren kills snoke and i'm like what is going on fuck bruh (laughs) <laughs> so are you a fan of the new trilogy like overall no you know like yeah like overall like i would just say with an overwhelming no i i like the direction right like i appreciate what they were doing do i think like as like as someone who writes now like and i watch a lot of movies like as from story decisions like did they have any idea what the fuck they were doing? No. And it directly reflects in the movies. Like, right. hopping from one to one. Like, you just know they didn't have planned shit out. Like, they were just throwing shit at the wall. So, I just feel like even the prequels with all the criticisms, you can say they're shit. Like, that I said, at least George Lucas had, like, a one, two, three point, like, start, beginning, end of how shit was going to go. Like, they didn't, right. even, they didn't even give Star Wars movies the respect of having, like, a real direction. So yeah. like, like visually and everything, like yeah, they're great movies. You know what I'm saying? You can anyone can turn off their brain and turn on any of these. Dude, I mean, I I did it today. I'm not gonna lie, I did it today. I put on the Last Jedi. Yeah, and that's the thing. Honestly, like anyone, like f- feel free to hate. Like Last Jedi definitely is my favorite of the three. It is my favorite of. The oh three. well, I mean, Rise of Skywalker is just brutal. Yeah, it's, it's it, brutal. It, it's, it was a tough watch. The first time I watched it, I go I looked out the I was like that was that was tough. Really? That was yeah, I Dude. Didn't, I, I didn't like it first like I liked I could sit through the majority of the movie and I was in it like I was following shit like smiling laughing whatever. By the end of the movie like by the time like the kiss and the fade, I literally was just sitting there I was like this what? is not the movie I paid for. And I'm not saying that in like the 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 ungrateful family. I was just like, this is not what I was. Yeah, like <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna have, dude. Like you know what I think would have been so much sicker. Tell me, please. If they like completely did a 180, right? And Ray, like, turned to the dark side at the so end. Do you think it, they should have committed to a Ray dark side turn? Yo, like, can you can you dude? Like, I no one would have been you. expecting I that. I feel like if they had actually done that and committed to it, yes, it probably would have been a crazy good movie. You know, like no. it probably would have been All like what? Concluded. And then and then they yes. can make another fucking three movies on that. Like, why didn't they think of that, dude? They're just gonna I, end it and I like do you. spinoffs. Because like, think about like how much lore they've gone out of their way to build. Like nine movies, Clone Wars, all these other things, comics, books, whatever books, right? Like they have all this lore built up about what you know, Jedi's and the Force is, right? Mm. And we have like all these different gray Jedi's, people who turned, like different factions who are not Jedi, not Sith. Like, there's this whole like amazing 
political spiritual element to like Jedi's in the Force and like that whole dark light battle. Yeah, and, and like, like the rule of two if they and... and they were really fucking with it in in um in seven and eight. Like they were really exploring. Like, all right, here's a Sith Lord who like really doesn't have it all figured out. Here's a girl who just knows she has really strong with the Force, and she's being taught by Luke Skywalker that neither side is good, and that the Force is just a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, yeah. like there were so many gray areas that they could have explored, and with a third movie where, like, Rey was actually evil, or Kylo actually had the change of heart earlier to become Ben Solo, or, like, trying to make that reconciliation. Or whatever. Yeah, maybe they fight I, Palpatine together. Th- right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I... Ultimately, like they 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 just rehashed previously treaded ground in a in a boring, flashy, nostalgic, craving way. That's yeah. all they did with episode nine. Like they like uh, their their story idea was let me just throw you everything that reminds you what Star Wars is at the wall, and try to appease you. But like they didn't make a bold ass story decision like that. Like that, what I felt like would have might have even saved the whole trajectory of where the movies were going. Yeah. Because you know, if they committed to something really bold and experimental, like then we can say Star Wars as sequels, they were treading the same unexplored territory that like the predecessors were. Which is why the people look at it as like a fucking amazing, groundbreaking movie franchise. Like the first three. The first three were incredible. Incredible. Like you they know? were they were made as art, not as right. like how much money can we squeeze exactly. out of this thing. Right, like there's like they added cute animals into the thing so they could literally sell like these like little dolls right. of the animals, exactly. you know? Right, like shit like that, dude. It's like that's not needed. It's not. It's not. Or like, dude, the thing that you know, one thing that bothers me, and I love, I love Marvel movies, I love Star Wars, facts, facts. but the one thing I can't stand is like when there's a really tough, like a really tense moment, and it's just cut yeah with a joke with a joke or yeah yeah i think that and that's the thing like at the end of the day like we're at the point where these movies like are the zeitgeist like they are pop culture like they are like at like they're popcorn flicks they're dumb like you can turn off your brain but like they are like the media and stories that most people are consuming like they're the yeah. most profitable things so mm-hmm. like they're always looking to throw in those little things to appease people, you know what I'm saying? Cause oh yeah, like, like that's like, I mean that's what like, they did with the last movie, right? That's what I'm saying, like because like you know kids remember porgs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's what it is. What was it? Like, okay, so a little bit of an alteration of the favorite movie, right? Sure, sure. Favorite like childhood movie? Ooh yeah, favorite childhood movie. Like one that you grew up on. Oh, um, <sighs> favorite childhood movie. I think like. This is a really good question. Uh, Pixar movies were definitely go-tos. So I would think, like, definitely the first Toy Story and or Monsters, Inc. were ones that were, like, constant, like, comfort movies. Like, those are things I felt like were playing all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Word. Um, Also. Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, no. We're never going to find out his favorite movie. We'll be right back. (laughs) Yeah. I got to show you some shit, too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, uh, yeah, we had a good talk, Nick. Um, I'm so happy you wanted to come on the show, dude. And it's a pleasure you to enjoyed have you here. I, thank you. Thank you very much. It's an honor. Nick's cast. I'm glad to be in this world. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. All right. So, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Remember to follow, like, um, all that stuff. So Follow on Spotify. Follow on Spotify. It, it and actually means a lot. Like, get this man, get this man's shit up, all right?
Running it all the way the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Have a good one, guys. Peace out.